and welcome to NodeUp. Uh, we have a NodeConf 2014 show today. I am joined, I'm Dishaw, and I'm joined by Michael Rogers. Hello. Rod Vag. Who <laughs> 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 was it like got up insanely early in the morning and it's, it's not so early. Yet. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and uh, Lyle Druxel. Howdy. <laughs> Our sponsors today are, are Joint, Go Instant, and And Yet. Thank you for sponsoring NoteUp. So, a uh, bit of a rundown of, of what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to go back and talk about the glory days of NodeConf in, uh, when it was uh, summer camp, right? No? Uh, last year of NodeConf? Something about the history of NodeConf. Sure. And maybe even going back all the way back to the days of uh, Couch Camp. Um, it's a, been a great experience at Walker Creek Ranch. So we'll touch a little bit on that. Uh, Michael's going to introduce us to the NodeConf schedule, and uh, finally we're going to we're going to go into uh, some of the exciting sessions. Um, really excited about what uh, Lyle is cooking with uh, with. The, the kids event, kids track at, at NodeConf. Um, so uh, I know Matthew's going to be stoked for that too. Um, so let me, let me go around the, the horn and get everybody to introduce themselves. Um, nobody knows who Michael Rogers is. So Michael, tell, tell us about yourself and what do you do? <laughs> what do what, that's a great <laughs> question. What would you say it is that you do? Um, so <laughs> I, I run NodeConf pretty much. That's, that's about it. Uh, so no. uh, now I'm actually I'm the director of evangelism at DigitalOcean now, so that's, that's fun. Um, and it, it's definitely giving me a greater opportunity to go out and speak more and, and do more stuff like this and do more community engagement. I, I didn't even catch that. I didn't know you were doing that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wrote Request, I guess. That was the thing that I did. Uh, <laughs> I should probably ship to 3.0 branch at some point. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. There we no go. One, no one used that. <laughs> uh, all right, so Lyle. Yeah, I'm, I'm working at Netflix, uh, slinging mobile client code um, on iOS, which is uh, a breather and interesting. And then um, I raise kids and chickens in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and I do a little uh, radio show for years um, in Santa Cruz on the local NPR station. So that's kind of what I do. That thing's volunteer, though. Awesome. What's the radio show about? It's called Geek Speak, and I talk about news, technology, geek news, right? I've been doing it for 14 years. So, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. And I pull together people I like, and it's kind of like this, but the focus is more broad for uh, general audience. Very cool, man. Very cool. All right, Rod, Rod, wake up. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm wide awake. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just a Node programmer, and I do some, uh, some cool things with the Node firm. Uh, I do lots of open source stuff. Um, I don't do anything nearly as exciting as running a radio show, but uh, I'm on NodeUp, so there we go. That's right. Close <laughs> Closest thing to the radio. And I'm Dishaw. I don't do radio, but have the radio voice with discretionary umming. Not ready for radio. That's why I'm on a podcast, I guess. And uh, I run the Node Firm. We help businesses do Node. So let's dive into our first sponsor slot before we get into the, the history of NodeConf and me trolling Michael. So, Joint. Thank you, Joint, for sponsoring NodeUp. Joint is a great place to build and host your production Node.js applications since the entire cloud infrastructure is built on lightweight container virtualization. The Docker before Docker was cool uh, in zones in Solaris. Awesome stuff. And, of course, it is all Node.js through and through. So Joint is a high-performance cloud infrastructure and data analytics company delivering Node.js and the best runtime for today's real-time applications. They are the, the corporate sponsor and steward of Node.js and bring uh, extensive debugging and performance analysis tool to Node and the, the companies that are running on Joint infrastructure can tap into this. So head to Joint.com, check out the Joint's uh, many Node.js offerings. They have... Uh, core support that is now available for Linux and SunOS, SmartOS, Solaris, OmniOS. So you don't have to be on SmartOS to take advantage of the power of SmartOS. 
Joint's been cranking out incredible uh, developer resources. Head to joint.com com slash developers for getting started guides and, and other developer guides. I want to highlight the the amazing work that that they've been doing in uh, you know articulating error handling and you know it's a great opportunity to, to go and explore that, understand how error handling should be done in Node, and uh, uh, get some best practices around that. So, I, I, and I second that as well. And I think we should put a link to that um, on the the show notes as well. It's a, it's a good, great article. Yeah. So, Joint Cloud Port uh, has uh, Q and A and technical support guidance uh, in, in in it as well. Be sure to follow Joint at Joint on Twitter for the latest news and updates. All right. So, NodeConf. For the uninitiated, Michael, what is NodeConf and uh, what is it all about? <laughs> so, I mean, NodeConf was was really like the the first sort of big um, destination conference for Node.js, and every year we've tried to figure out like what it is the community kind of needs and then provide that for them. Um, and uh, you know, we started out doing more traditional kind of speakers and presenting and talking at people and all that kind of stuff, and um, uh, last year, we, we decided to change that format and really go with a more hands-on approach where you really sit down and you really learn how to do something um, because the talks just weren't really doing it anymore. We, we want to really open people up to the breadth of Node. Like, you know, if you just do robots or you just do front-end, we want you to feel enabled that if you had an idea about robots or about something else, like, you could go off and do that. So we really want to enable people to, to be as broad as Node itself is. So um, last year uh, and this year, uh, we're, we're returning to Walker Creek Ranch, which is where we, we used to do um, an unconference for more kind of node core stuff um, called NodeConf Summer Camp. Um, last year, we, when we started doing this whole hands-on approach, um, Substack uh, kind of like... Uh, he kind of freaked out uh, like a little bit. Well, we, we were we were in this private GitHub repo and we were kind of organizing everything, and uh, everybody was sort of talking about like you know their content and how to build this workshop. And Substack was very frustrated by the whole process of like working in a private repo and doing it this way. So he was like, "I'm just going to write a module, and this module is going to fix it." And he wrote he wrote this amazing module called Stream Adventure, which I mean probably most of the people listening to the podcast have heard of before or probably played, uh, which is basically a choose your own adventure style. Um, game that takes you through the process of learning streams. So that was awesome and like hugely successful. Um, and then Rod took what Substack had done and broke the sort of uh, workshop piece of it into a module called Workshopper. And then that became the basis for a bunch of courses uh, that are all now under this sort of Node School banner. And Node School has really taken off as well. So Node School, um, I'm, I'm sure that most people listening have heard before, but I'll say it anyway. It's um, NodeSchool.io. Uh, it's basically a collection of workshops that you can run through that take you through sort of interactive learning. And we're there. It's like one of the fastest growing kind of meetup things out there. So there, you know, this month I think that there were probably like six. Next month there will probably be like a dozen of these, like all around the world, where people just get together and make it through these a lot of these workshops. And now there's everything like, you know, there's a stream one, there's a just how to learn node one, there's one, um, one called ByteWiser on binary manipulation, there's one on functional JavaScript, um, all kinds of stuff. There's one on promises, but you don't need to do that one. Um, one on Express, I probably feel the same way about that one. But um, there's there's even one called uh, Get It that uh, Jessica Lord wrote that actually, like, there's this robot out there in the world um, that will, like, send you pull requests as you're making it through each of the, the pieces of the workshop so that you can, uh, it teaches you how to sort of interact on GitHub and how to really use GitHub effectively. So awesome, awesome stuff. That's really taken off. Um, because it worked so well last year at NodeConf and because we had this great infrastructure, I decided to sort of like double down uh, this year on Workshopper. So this year, all of the sessions will use Workshopper. Um, and all of the sessions are, will eventually end up producing sort of a new one of these courses um, because they just work incredibly well. Um, I don't know. Did I, did I miss anything, Rod? You're, you're very involved in this. You wrote like most of this. Do you want to add anything? Yeah, I, no, I think you've got it all. Um, it's, yeah, it's, there's, there's so many people out there that are, the, the thing I, I, I enjoy about it is that these people are taking um, the format and doing it for the things that they're interested in. So, like the promises one, like async um, JS, like Express, 
and we just have these people tackling it from different angles and we may not necessarily like the content because we have personal preferences but there you know the no community is extremely broad and diverse and node school is reflecting that so it's not just some narrowly focused thing is, yeah, um, there, there's one on using the async module and one on promises, right? Like, it's like, yeah, it's it's getting it's getting pretty broad. And like, I know that there's there's an express one there now, but I know that somebody's actually planning on writing a happy one, so that's really cool. You know, um, Michael, I just want to mm-hmm. say that just kind of emphasize for everybody that though these are you know do-it-yourself kind of things, they work great in a group setting. So if you don't have like a Node community where you are and you want to start one up. Um, you can set this up as a day where you go in and and help other people go through these, and it's it's like what Max has been doing kind of all over. Um, I I kind of urge people to do that. Like I know that some people are really isolated, and the one time a year they get to see people is maybe NodeConf. But in your local area, there's there's no, people want to learn Node, and people are doing Node, and Workshopper and Node School specifically is perfect for that. You don't have to do it by yourself. You can do it in groups. Yeah, and also I mean, so there's. Um one thing that I definitely forgot to, to mention that I left out, there's a, a GitHub repo for Node School and there's a discussions uh, repo where you can, if you have any kind of problem and you're working on your own or in a group setting and just nobody there knows, you can ask a question and really get hooked into the, the whole community of people around Workshopper and around Node that can help you answer these questions. It's, it's significantly better at answering your question than, like say, the Node mailing list or something like that. Um, but, but also... Um, it, it tied like as people are learning, they also get tied into the community, and that's that's really cool, and that's been really successful. And there's there's a thread on that discussion group about running a meetup where we've kind of taken all of the lessons learned as we've done more and more of these in-person events. And if you if you read that, you'll really learn like a lot of really great tricks. I mean, wh- one of the more recent ones is that um, that Max is really into that I I think is a really great idea is sort of coupling people up. So you put two people next to each other that are going to be working on the same workshopper, um, and then if you know one of them will get ahead of the other and end up they'll end up helping each other quite a bit. And then when you come come over, you can actually help both of them. At the same time if they need a mentor to come over to kind of get them unstuck. It, it's really, really awesome. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I severely encourage everybody out there to run a node school in their local community and to uh, go look at that discussion thread. Yeah, we'll do, put do, a do. link to it in the show notes. Um, anyway, so um, so no, back to NodeConf real quick. Um, so this year we're, we're doing um, similar to last year where we had eight sessions, um, but if, if you were there last year, we, we it was we have two full days, so we have an arrival day and then two full days, and then we have a day that we're kind of departing. So in those two full days last year, the content like those eight sessions were sort of spread over about a day and a half, um, and they were about an hour long each. So it was it was a little bit grueling to make it through like just this marathon, and and especially for some of the the, the presenters, there was actually one four hour block that that had no break. Um, so I'm sorry, everybody, that was terrible. I won't do that again. <laughs> I'm not doing that again, uh, but um, but so this year we're doing it a little bit differently be, because we have Workshopper because um, there there might be you know eight to twenty um, lessons inside of a course. Um, you can take that home. You can you can work on it more later. What we really want to do is just get kind of the fundamentals and the, the fundamental idea about something into everybody's head. So the sessions this year, you'll run through eight sessions that are a half an hour each in the first day. Um, where you get introduced to a topic and you make it through the first few parts of the workshopper and you get pretty comfortable with it. Um, and then kind of on to the next one. And the second full day, we're going to have longer blocks where you can decide kind of where you want to go and dive deeper out of the things that you learned the previous day. And you can spend kind of as much time as you want. Um, and in addition to that, we're, we're kind of like going to be taking ideas throughout all of the first day on related modules that people want, want to write, might want to write and related ideas that they might want to write. And then on the second day, um, also when people are kind of deep diving in those workshoppers, people can be writing modules and, and publishing new stuff as well. And um, if you write something really cool, um, you can present about it on the last day. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the different format that we're going with uh, this year and kind of the, some of the bigger changes. Um, I guess we're we're uh, we actually need to do the the next sponsor. Uh, Lyle, you're up. All right. So uh, I don't know if you've all heard of Go Instant. Um, Go Instant is a platform for building real-time web and mobile applications, and so it synchronizes the state of your applications between the users without a need for a backend. 
The data is straightforward JSON, and when the user modifies a property, the changes are propagated to other users and creating a shared database. It's pretty nice. And GoInstant also provides uh, PubSub messaging and client-side components to take the complexity out of building real-time collaborative applications. And PubSub messages are ideal for low-latency notifications. Think stuff like... Um, Stuff that doesn't have to be stored, right? You're just trying to share it between users. So GoInstance client-side components, such as um, integration with WebRTC, chat, um, presence, and others are drop-in features that you can quickly add to an app um, or extend as you see fit, since they're all available open source. And the company was founded in 2011. It was acquired by Salesforce in 2012, so you know they, knew, they know what they're doing. And uh, the product is built on Node.js, and the company has been using uh, Node in production for over three years. And so GoInstance has open-sourced a bunch of libraries that are available on NPM, including uh, Tough Cookie and uh, Secure Filters, and, and they're dedicated to helping developers build better Node apps. So you can learn all about it and uh, sign up for, uh, for free to take a look at it at GoInstant.com. So there you go. That's GoInstant. And thanks awesome. for sponsoring us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, so... Uh, when a, driving back into the schedule a little bit, I mentioned that we have this arrival day and we have this departure day. Um, one of the things that, that we're doing with the arrival day this year is that um, if, you, if you're a little bit newer to Node, you're not as comfortable. Um, we wanted a place for everybody to do kind of more of the beginner kind of stuff. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to be opening up a bunch of the rooms on the arrival day for people that are showing up a bit earlier where they can run through the existing Node School workshops, right? So there's, you know, the ones about, um, you know, some of the web frameworks, just learning Node in general, stream adventure, uh, binary, functional JavaScript, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that, and, and also you're going to have, like, access to a lot of really great mentors, some of whom wrote these, you know, like Rod, you wrote the, the Learn You Node one. Um, and Max will be there who wrote the ByteWise one and, and that kind and of stuff. And Tim Oxley will be there for the functional workshop. I think everyone, yeah. like Substack will be there. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Jessica for the Get It one. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, all of the authors of all of the, the core concepts will be there. So, um, as well as a bunch of other, you know, like mentors that, that know Node really well. Um, and if you, and if you want to show up a little bit early and you don't want to, uh, you know, do beginner node stuff, then you can just uh, play kickball or you know hang out. It's a beautiful place. Um, Foursquare. Four yeah, exactly. All about the Foursquare. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, so on the second full day, um, in addition to the kind of deep dive into content and some of the sessions where you could have gone, um, if you want to go for a swim, uh, you want to go on a nature hike, like it's a, it's a really beautiful facility out there. I mean, Walker Creek Ranch is one of the most magical venues in the entire world, and I'm sure it's going to be in July, so it's just a beautiful, beautiful space. So really, really great weather and everything. Um, there's also uh, drinks like available all day. Uh, so <laughs> if you just want to do that. Um, but like there will be basically trips going out on nature hikes and trips going out um, doing swimming and stuff like that. Starting at each of the same blocks of where people are doing the different sessions. So if you, if you want to spend most, most of your day deep diving but take a break, uh, you can line that up really well as well. Um, and then on the departure day, like, just have fun. Just, you know, hang out, enjoy yourself. Um, I don't know. What did you guys do last year on the departure day? It was, it was free as well. I think I went and played some copters a bit more. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then just, you know, I think started talking about uh, databases, right? Rod was um, in a room, and we all chatted quite a bit about what was going up with, um, with LevelDB and the like. Yeah, that that was a weird time because like it was that stuff had like by the time that NodeConf happened, I was really upset that I didn't have a session on level up stuff. Right. <laughs> when I when I had put together the sessions, it wasn't in a place yet where you could see that. So yeah, it was, well, it happened anyway, just more informally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just unofficial. Yeah, I went down to. Uh... Well, not eat oysters. Watch others eat oysters. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I was beach, one of those people. Right? Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch Rod and uh, Ken uh, eat, eat oysters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the entertaining things of, of being an I, vegetarian. <laughs> so that was that, that was that was my first uh, experience in that, that part of California, and um, and so Dishaw took us around for to um, some of the places around there, and uh, it was really nice. There's some really nice places up there to visit. I think if People are, um, are coming to the area and haven't been up there, then they should uh, allocate some time to do a little bit of exploring around the, the, the area and you know, sample the local produce, take home some wine, whatever. 
eat some more fresh oysters. Yeah. Well, actually, all of the produce at the meals is fresh produce as well. They either grow it there or they buy it at the farmer's market. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of kinds of amazing stuff around there. Um, also, so we're, we're not doing a drone session again because everybody's kind of done what they can, like the basics of drones basically yeah, at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. call. Yeah. Um, but, but we're just going to have drones kind of open Nice. Like on the second day and on the departure day. So if you want to play around, like they're going to be there and in the barn and everything. So, awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it's time for the next sponsor now, if I can find the right browser. Here we go. Um, all right. Next sponsor is Andyet. Oh, I love these guys so much. They're my favorite people in the world. Okay. Andyet builds uh, Node APIs and JavaScript SDKs for clients like AT&T and for their own product, Anbang. Uh, Anbang is a real-time chat uh, and task management for teams. Um, it actually has an amazing integration with uh, web, IRC, and like uh, they have like a native client. It's really cool. Um, I actually use the, the IRC version like every day, and it has all the, the IRC features that I want. Um, if you've ever used Slack before, it's similar to Slack, except that if you log in with IRC, it will dump all the things that you didn't see when you weren't there. Slack won't. So fuck Slack. Use uh, Anbang. It's way better. <laughs> and uh, you can sign up for Anbang for free right now while it's in a private beta. Um, so just go to anbang.com. There's also developer docs. So if you want to build something awesome on top of the API, uh, they've got REST interfaces and they've got Socket.io interfaces. So it's pretty sweet. Um, and they also help clients build awesome stuff like that as well. Um, they've been doing a ton with WebRTC, like more than anybody that I know of. Um, so you should really go and check out uh, Taki.io. Um, Taki spelled with a Y, not like with the weird IE. So Taki.io. Um, it's, it's using their own open source libraries, like uh, simple WebRTC. Um, but it's awesome. It's just like, it's basically Skype, but uh, in the browser. And it works uh, really well. I, I actually conferenced with... Uh, uh, Peter Aiken from um, Scotland JS on it the other day, and it worked really, really well. Um, and uh, Andy also has a security wing called uh, Lyft Security, uh, and they've done security audits for uh, GitHub and 37 Signals, and uh, they're running the Node Security Project, so they're they're really awesome. And Andy also ran, uh, may I say, the best conference that ever happened in the entire world, which was uh, Real Time Conf this last year. It was insane. I mean, we could do a whole show just about how amazing it was, but uh, you, they also have a website up now uh, about real-time conf that can show you just how amazing uh, that, that conference was. And now they're actually doing a, uh, a new like sort of workshop for teams. Uh, so that's called JS for Teams, and I believe it's just jsforteams.com, um, which is like they're taking uh, what they did in terms of like experience uh, at real-time conf and turning it into sort of uh, something that you could bring your JavaScript development team to and and learn and and build the do team building and all that kind of stuff all together. So uh, check them out. And yet they're they're the best. Okay, you know, Ma- Michael, you suggested that go and take a look at Aaron Hammer's um, talk at Real Time Conf, <laughs> which I watched and then watched again with my partner because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got to see it. It's great. To be there was like there's no, oh there's God. never going to be another talk quite that amazing. Yeah. Um, I will say, the only stand up talk that will be at NodeConf is going to be by Aaron Hammer, and he told me it's the only talk that he's doing this year. So, if you want some more Aaron Hammer, you should probably come nice. to NodeConf. <laughs> <laughs> now he, he's been he's been tweeting with photos and stuff about setting up fireworks or something. It, it, no, comes from, I mean, yeah, this, I mean, I would. Tell this could you be insane. It, but to be honest, I don't actually know. Um, he he's been like he's been keeping some of the details even from me. Uh, so, um, I mean, I trust him at this time. At this point, so I'm just gonna let him kind of do whatever he wants. Um, so yeah. Uh, Lyle, why don't you tell us a bit about the kids track? All right, yeah, let me give you some background. I was, so last year was the first time I went to NodeConf, and I went with my partner. And we've got kids, but we're a blended family. So there's other parents, too, that share the kids with us, right? And so we go to the summer camp, and I'm thinking it's a Node conference. I had to convince my partner to go. She's not a coder. And uh, we both had a fantastic time. And the only flaw in it for us was that we didn't happen to have our kids there. So... I got really excited about having my three kids there and helping kind of make the experience great for kids. So, um, you know, if you haven't gone, it is a summer camp, right? That, that's the focal point. It's, it's about being around in nature and camping and 
that happens to also be all about Node, which is fantastic. And normally, you know, when I get excited about coding and JavaScript, I don't talk to my partner about that because that bores them her mind. You know? <laughs> so, um, and I'll sometimes include my kids a bit on stuff, but it's, it's challenging to get them excited. So the idea of just bringing them into an environment where I get to geek out about code um, and have them around is fantastic. And, you know, when I was there last year with my partner, we'd shared every meal together. And in the evenings, we hung out around the fire and, you know, did music together and chatted with people. And I was, you know, on a camping trip with my partner and also at a conference, which was like, I didn't, hadn't heard of that idea before. So anyway, this year, what we're going to do with kids is I'm bringing my three kids, which are um, some, the 12-year-old's the oldest, and he'll definitely help out. And he wants to code too, so. Um, and what we're doing was we're just going to plan to make it such that um, kids can be around and um, having a summer camp experience at the same time as one of their parents or maybe both their parents are engaged in uh, the workshops and, and learning Node. And um, the actual details of, of all the ins and outs of what we're doing is dependent to some degree on what kids we're going to get, right? We're going to make it pretty flexible in that regard. So if we get, um, we know that we're going to do, uh, talk to Adam Olvey, who's doing, you know, he's bringing some copters, and we're definitely going to have some time when we get the kids flying copters, probably through uh, some challenges and things of that nature. And of course, they'll be doing a little bit of coding to do that, which will be nice. And then it's going to be um, games and art supplies and hikes and storytelling and um, hopefully get the kids to do some music. So I'm looking forward to making it um, a great experience for the kids. I think the younger children, like the babies and infants and stuff, um, but definitely you know, three-year-olds and, and lower will have to be with one of their parents, um, but definitely inclusive. So that's kind of that's kind of the feel for it right now. It's a, um, it's a time to, to share your family time at the same time, if you've got a family that uh, you want to go with camping with, at the same time you're uh, enjoying Node. So that's, that's what it is. And it's, um, you know, hit me up on, on Twitter and stuff if you have specific questions about your kid. If you're, you know, thinking, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to bring my child and this and that, chat with me about it. We'll, we'll talk it over and uh, make it work. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited that you're doing this this year. Um, we, you know, we've always had people bring their kids and, and we've had like content for the significant others track, but we haven't done anything specifically, this specific uh, for kids. So this is like really, really great. Um, and, yeah, uh, and, and like, I just want to apologize to everybody out there for some of the logistical issues. Like you have to buy a ticket, a family ticket, if you're bringing your family and a couple's ticket, if you're bringing a couple and there are different tickets for different types of rooms. So please read the website and figure out what kind of accommodation that you want to be in and then align that with what kind of ticket that you're going to get. So. Absolutely. And if someone's already like bought themselves one or bought just one for them and a, and a significant other, they can change over. Or what's the process for that? Um, the process is just that I can just refund it. Um, yeah. Okay. Be, because the thing is that we've, we've taken certain uh, camping areas, particularly the camping areas that are in quieter areas uh, of the of the grounds, because there's there's like an area that we have a party in, so that's going to be like loud at night. Right. <laughs> so we've we've taken areas that are that are much uh, better for families to be in, and and also um, some specific uh, dorms and stuff like that as well, yeah. where we can be a bit more variable in the number of people coming, um, and designated those to be kind of family areas. Yeah. Uh, and keep in mind, like last year, because I was. I wasn't with my kids, but I was with my, my significant other. Um, I, I enjoyed having a peaceful, quiet space. So it's not like we're going to have the kids everywhere all the time. We're definitely going to try to make it work for people that have families and also people that don't have families so that they don't have to be in day with children. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that will work fine. I saw that we kind of moved the campsites around so that the kids' area is definitely defined in that way. That's where families are going to be. I, I think performance tracing and kids are a match made in heaven. Oh uh, no! And we, for sleeping, we kids, kids love D trace. <laughs> kids, kids love sleeping, so that would be a good place for them to sleep, maybe. <laughs> and so last year, one of the things that really struck me at NerdConf was just the, the the number of significant others and the number of kids running around as well it was really good. Like I, I was, I wasn't there with my family, but um, you know, I was away from my family. But then being in this environment that felt very family was fantastic. And seeing the kids just interacting with everyone else just as, you know, they were all part of the group was fantastic. And some of the things that they did, like there was uh, one of the things that I really um, got a kick out of was that they, they I think they had a session where they made kites out of leftover T-shirts that were not handed out from, you know, the branded T-shirts. So there were these kites floating around made out of T-shirts, which was just cool. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a redo. We'll have to do that again. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that our numbers are actually even a little bit higher this year in terms of families and significant others. Um, I'd have to I have to double check, but I think that we're actually a bit higher than we were last year already, and and we still have tickets available. So. Um, yeah. So um, I think that I so over bring one. your kids. Yeah, yeah bring actually, your kids. Like, and you're Bring us another. another. Do all that. Um, uh, okay. So, what is some? So, I, I'm, I won't tell people everything that's going to happen. I like there to be surprises. I, I like you know people to show up and not really know and everything to expect. Um, but there are a few things that I, I think I'm just a little bit too kind of excited about and are a little bit too like new uh, for me not to not to let go of um so uh, i think the the big one for me is um we, we've talked about Mikola Lashenko on on here before um Mikola uh is somebody that uh, i think max is responsible for getting him sort of like aware of node and uh w- within a very small period of time he became one of the most like prolific people on npm and he's published tons and tons of modules uh that are mostly like all this awesome hard math um so it's sort of like scipy or matlab but um, in individual modules a little bit. And he's, he's had a particular focus on, on stuff that is really important for 3D programming and for WebGL. In particular, he wrote uh, ND Array, which is the sort of n-dimensional array that makes <coughs> Voxel.js and all these other projects uh, work. And then he's got a lot of modules that, that use ND Array and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, McCullough has, has really built out a really great modular way of working with OpenGL. Um, and to date, there isn't like a lot of, I mean, other than just working on like maybe say some Voxel.js stuff, um, there hasn't been a lot of great like documentation to dive into and learn how to do this. So McCullough has been like gracious enough to to come to NoConf this year and to build out a workshopper um, and to like sort of introduce everybody into this new way of doing uh, WebGL with all these tiny modules. So I'm really excited about it. Um, so that's one. I'm excited about your guys' stuff too. Don't worry. Um, but <laughs> But yeah, um, Voxel and- is fantastic. The whole that whole site is just great. So much fun. I, that's one of the ones I want to get my kid, my son Wyatt, as he's uh, getting better at coding into. Because of course he's spending too much time playing Minecraft, as all twelve-year-olds are, and should be coding his own environment. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I don't. I'm I think looking- you've got you've got Hugh Kennedy helping out with that one as well. Is that the one he's helping out with? Uh, let me look. Yes, yes. Uh, Hugh, Kennedy Hugh Kennedy and Chris Dickinson are both helping out with that one. So, so there's going to be a, um, a an overflowing of Australian accents at this conference. Which is <laughs> yes, <fantastic>. yes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, if you you know, like, I've I've had a lot of questions about like sort of how mainly people just going like, I want to speak at NodeConf, and I'm like, well, there aren't really speakers. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't have talks, so we don't have speakers. Um, we, you know, like the, the majority of people that are um, on the website as a camp counselor, there's a few that I haven't added yet because I've just, I, I haven't been on top of it. But um, it's mainly people that have, you know, run workshops, uh, written workshoppers, have done more like kind of hands-on educational t- tutorial kind of stuff. Um, not, you know, people that, you know, wrote a module necessarily or, you know, people that are like known for speaking about something. It's a bit of a different skill set. And also the, the camp counselors include a lot of people that are just helping out with, you know, a lot of the content, you know, like Lyle could be running a session, but Lyle's actually helping out like with the kids track and with the organization and and I make Daniel like drive to faraway places all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> Take care of the drinks van. Right. right, right. No, we're having that shit delivered this year. I'm, we learned nice. our lesson. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and a, a lot of the people that are helping out with that kind of stuff, I try to tap people that um, have been doing other meetups and, and have, you know, helped staff other conferences. So, you know, we had people from Cascadia JS and, you know, Dan has done a ton of work with NodeBots and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and, uh, and so has Raquel and, and everybody else. So, so that's sort of how, we, how we've been uh, selecting people. And, and yeah, it, it turns out that a lot of the Australians have, have done a lot of really great work around Workshopper. And <laughs> so we've got a bunch of Australians coming out this year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be great. So, I mean, I think that that's all that I have to say about NodeConf right now. I mean, everybody should come. It's going to be a great time. Nobody has ever come to NodeConf and been like, that sucked. It's never happened. <laughs> 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 that's actually just not a thing that's ever happened. So, uh, well, One of the parts I enjoy that I assume that we'll be doing as well, again is the, the wrap-up at the, at the end where people get to show off what they've done 
Um, and I, I've only been to the last NoConf. I wasn't there before, but I keep on hearing stories about things that have happened at that um, previously. But last year, there was some great stuff that people showed off that they had worked on, particularly on the last day. Um, yeah, somebody and, wrote a drone virus, right? And the, yeah, the yeah. took over all the nearby drones and, and tried to fly them in unison. It was pretty great. You know, there was a news coverage about drone, um, you know, vulnerabilities uh, that I covered my radio show. And I quoted the whole experience that we had at NodeConf about the virus. I'm like, that was, there's, there's no story here. It's a toy and you can hack it really easily. And so I tried to describe that just because we're all aware of that kind of thing, we don't think of it as news until, of course, it hits as news in the, the larger media place. And then we laugh about it. And so it's fun to talk about NodeConf um, on my show about that, you know, about hacking drones. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we'll we'll continue to do that. Like we're always going to have um, a day where people just sort of show off everything that they've done. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to trying to get together some some music again this year. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but if you play a musical instrument, you should definitely bring it to NodeConf. We we always have some people kind of get down in the boogie barn and and play together. So um, if you play something, uh, definitely definitely bring it. And let us know you're bringing it, so we kind of. Uh, drums up the excitement about bringing instruments. Yes, definitely. If you're doing that, um, tweet about it, and then we'll retweet you. Just put at NodeConf on there, and then I'll see it, and I can retweet it. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Um, we have some great people, some great sponsors. Actually, Joyant and Anyet uh, from sponsoring this podcast are also sponsoring NodeConf. So we've got... It's going to be really, really great. Um, really stoked. Really, really stoked. And if you go to nodeconf.com, you can see a little kind of uh, wrap-up video of last year, so you can see a little bit of like what the venue looks like and that kind of stuff. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. So are there are there still cabins left? Uh, are we uh, only at camping at this point? Um, I believe there is. Let me see. Let me make sure real fast. You know, keep in mind that camping is still camping with access to showers and bathrooms. So it's not like you've got to have a cold, you know, towel down in the morning. You can have full access to, you know, showers every day. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so there's there's dorms and lodges right now, um, and I'm I'm working on getting some more camping space opened up. Um, we actually sold out of camping. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Um, momentarily, different. I hope to open up more. Um, there's some spaces that we've camped in before that that weren't on the list of accessible ones this year. So I'm trying to figure out why. And also, there was like this. There was this. I don't know if you remember. There was this structure that was basically like entirely falling apart and not usable. Um, and when I went to visit, they'd actually torn that out, and now there's like grass there. So hopefully we can also use that <laughs> space to camp in. Um, but I need to, to hear back from the camp on that. But right now there's, there's uh, dorms and uh, semi-private. Um, there's a lodge uh, open as well. Um, and you can read on the website about sort of what the facilities are like. There isn't really any like kind of private room lodges there. It's, it's a summer camp for kids. So um, even the semi-private uh, spaces are, you know, like you're in a room with a few other people in, in regular beds and all that. And have you lined up um, good coffee for us again this year? So, I mean, look, the coffee that they have there is from Equator, which is pretty good. It's, a bl- it's one of their blends, though, so it's not that great, and it's a little bit over-roasted. But, like, Equator's not a bad roaster. Um, I have bought some more coffee gear, and I plan on doing something a bit bigger and more special with coffee this year um, if I can get if I can pull it off. Um, I'm pretty sure that I can pull it off. But, um, yeah, there's going to be pretty good coffee. There, I'm hoping that we have coffee as good as I had at JS Fest. And JS Fest had pretty amazing coffee. I got to say, if you really know your coffee and you're going someplace, you're probably bringing it with you. I mean, that's what I did last year, right? We, we packed in our coffee. We made our coffee every day. And the coffee wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the travel, coffee, the I travel with fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I travel with a lot of gear, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that we'll have Chemexes and, and something, uh, one of my favorite kind of origin coffees there. So it should be great. <sighs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so I think we're on to uh, just plugging stuff now. All right. All right. What do you guys have to plug? So I'm going to plug uh, Summer of Node. It's, uh, if you want to work on uh, Node this summer, uh, kick me an email at uh, dshotnodefirm.com and uh, we can talk. All right. Uh, I, I guess I'll do my radio show just because people might be curious. It's geekspeak.org and it's, um, you know, it's, for, it's a fun show about technology and uh, geekery and uh, it's aimed at kind of a broad audience. So 
um, I have a blast with it and invite people on. Maybe I'll have one of you guys on and, and join me. We can chat about uh, stuff that's a little more mainstream. Um, and uh, love to. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. And uh, the other thing I want to say is that I, I was doing a conference for a year and a half or so, and I, I slowed down that, and I'm focusing on um, diving into coding more. So I've got you know the JS uh, Everywhere conference that I was doing. I've slowed down on, and and we'll probably bring it up again in a year or so. But uh, right now it's it's on the down low. I was uh, I, I really loved uh, so if you haven't seen the videos from JS Everywhere, I'd really recommend going uh, going back and checking that out. I loved uh, Forrest. Oh, uh, Forrest talk, talk was that. great, wasn't it? Oh, you know, he did another talk that same day in San Francisco and then drove across the bridge and got on stage. And then after he did his talk, he went back to, over the bridge again. <laughs> so he was like all over doing talks that day. Um, yeah, that's at j- jseverywhere.org. Um, I think he's all the videos are up there of the last one. Awesome. Rod, do you want to go? Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I wanted to plug Workshopper. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, so Workshopper is a tool that uh, people are using to make it easier to build these these um, workshop applications. There is a new version of Workshopper that uh, we have out. It's just not well documented yet, um, but Learn You Node uses the new Workshop a version. Um, I'm wanting to get the documentation done as soon as possible so that uh, people doing NodeConf stuff can use it. Um, but if you've got any questions about it, uh, please feel free to put issues in the repo, um, and we're happy to have discussions. It's a it's a very collaborative effort. There's lots of people that contribute to it, um, and yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more people taking their particular passions for um, within um, Node land and you know, making workshop workshops out of it that uh, for their particular community. Hey Rod, what what do you do? What do you find that you need to change so drastically to kind of uh, for the new version? What, what do you run into? Uh, so the the original version was based off um, Stream Adventure, obviously, yeah. um, and that comes out of uh, Substack's experience at at college, where he had a professor that used that had an application that. You'd, you'd write your, um, I guess they were, um, you know, exercises that you had to do for your classes, and he would have an application that would compare the output of yours to the output of his. Um, and so he, Substack took that idea and made Stream Adventure do exactly that. And Workshopper took that as well and did the same sort of stuff. So you write an application, and the output is validated against the output of the official solution. Um, for for learn you node and level me up and a bunch of others, that starts to break down pretty quickly. That model um, becomes very difficult to sort of munge in what you're doing into that model. You can do things like hijack standard out to do other things for validation, and and, le- and level me up does that pretty heavily. But it it makes it really difficult to build these things because you've got to really convert your validation into this model of standard output. So the new version of Workshopper just pulls it all apart um, and basically makes Workshopper into a menu application that will execute exercises. And the exercises themselves are, um, they're like little test suites. So it's built like a test runner and you are testing bits of code, whether that means executing the code or even inspecting it, so you can you should be able to do things like AST uh, inspections on code, stuff like that. So it's yeah, designed to be very flexible, so that you can do um, all sorts of crazy things with it that are outside of the, the normal scope. That's the plan, awesome. anyway. Awesome. I'm going to write a workshopper that just shows you how to do proper comma first everywhere. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna plug. So, Rod, is there is there a workshopper workshopper? Like, there's a generator generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's. I think Michael has been bugging me that for, for, for quite a while. So, mm-hmm. but no, there isn't, uh, uh-huh. and I I'm not sure there will be. <laughs> Come on, the generator generator is so useful. Uh, yeah, there's, there should be one. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to plug um, a library that I wrote called Response. Um, the idea is that uh, I'm trying to take some of the, the design paradigms from Request um, and implement them for the uh, 
for basically doing HTTP responses. Um, so it's a it's an it's a, like a familiar API, but um, kind of interesting and like a really nice kind of thought experiment. Um, and Merrick was nice enough to give me um, the module name that he got like way back in the day, but wasn't really using. So um, you can check that out on GitHub uh, slash Michael slash response. Um, so does it do um, OAuth and cookies? <laughs> if, I'm sure that like you need to send an OAuth response to this JSON, and when you send that OAuth response to this JSON, like it, you can use it for that. Nice. OAuth. I mean, request does OAuth support because like OAuth is terrible, and like <laughs> I mean, and and it's like it's it's actually impossible to to separate the concerns there entirely because you have to sign at this weird point. Like you you basically you can't have an API that allows you to mutate headers. And then later you're like, oh, now, now I want to do signing because you have to make sure that you do all of that header manipulation before you sign. Um, it's super annoying. <laughs> and people keep asking for OAuth2 support, and I'm like, there is OAuth2 support is called like using the query string feature. Like you right. just add the token. <laughs> just add the token. It's not hard. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so response is fitting nicely into the the thing that um, that Reynos is 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 pushing, which is uh, his HTTP framework. Um, collection. So he's collecting a bunch of modules from around NPM that do frameworky things, but in you know individual module ways. So response fits nicely into that. So if you want if you want more of that kind of thing, you should look up Reynos uh, on GitHub and his HTTP framework. Um, so that's this is this is great that this sort of stuff is really you know everything is being divided down into just the separate concerns. So response is really good at dealing with. How do you send a response to a client? That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's going really well. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, just so for for those that don't know, Reynos is R A Y N O S. Right, right. Yeah, GitHub slash Reynos. And there's all kinds of awesome stuff there, actually. So <laughs> go ahead and check them out. Um, okay, do you want me to run through the events? Yeah, we can do events. Uh, there are a couple of those that are sold out. So, um, you know, a little bit of a hand wave there. Um, okay. Do it. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that was sold out. That yeah, was- I just checked that out. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, let, 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 let's, uh, for those of us that are not watching us uh, poke at a, a Word document, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, so, uh, Frontend Ops Conference, uh, April 24th and 25th uh, in San Francisco, feopsconf.com. It's, it's apparently sold out. Um, it's it's so. awesome, but you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Also, by the time that this gets released, it might already be like happening. So, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so uh, all right. So, Web Directions Code in Melbourne, Australia on May 1st and 2nd. Uh, Rod Vag and Rockbot will both be speaking. So, you can see Raquel and them. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome, it sounds like. Uh, webdirections.org slash code 14. Uh, then we got Scotland JS May 9th and 10th, 2014 in Edinburgh, Scotland. ScotlandJS.com. I'll actually be speaking there along with Angelina Fabro. It's going to be pretty rad. Um, CSSConf uh, May 27th uh, on Amelia Island, uh, right before JSConf. They are tickets right now, so you can get tickets to CSSConf this year. Seriously, it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, so go to 2014.CSSConf.com. Uh, then there's. J- there's Polaris. Yeah, yeah. There's, Polaris, there's Jen Schiffer. Roads, there's Jen Schiffer. Like, Schiffer. you don't need to say anybody else. There's Jen uh, Schiffer. Angelina Fabro. Amazing, amazing lineup. Also, Jen Schiffer. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Jen Schiffer, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, Jen Schiffer. <laughs> yes. The real Jen Schiffer from the internet. Um, okay. <laughs> So, uh, then there's JSConf, which is sold out, but I'm looking forward to seeing everybody that is going to be there uh, the 28th through the 30th of May on Amelia Island. Um, it's 2014.jsconf.us. Uh, then we've got CampJS, lots of Aussies, lots of international node people, uh, May 24th through 26th in Melbourne, Australia. So, if you can't make it to JSConf because it's sold out, uh, you can totally go to Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> Like right before that, uh, and it's yeah, this looks pretty rad. Um, we, 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 Camp JS is the only um, conference that I'm aware of that has managed to get TJ Holloway chuck out and and attending. Not true. Um, not true. Uh, really? Um, Who else has done that? So he was down at um, JS Argentina JS, whatever that was. Oh, JS. Course, yeah. uh, yeah. But right. yeah, I, I think. Uh, 
I think Guillermo, um, his at the time boss, dragged him down. It's like you have to. <laughs> <laughs> fired. <laughs> but so this this year we have a whole bunch of the segment IO guys coming and presenting stuff. So um, like we've got a a, a, a TJ themed thing going on as well again. But we've nice. got we've got tons of international people. We've got Dominic Donicola, um, Paolo. We've got Julian Gruber. Even Jacob Graham Water is going to come and do Nodoware stuff. This is mm-hmm. going to be an awesome event. Eli, Eli. Uh, Tempvar is going to come and talk about his, um, his you know, machines. Why don't you just call this Camp Node? Why is it even? <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it, is, it is morphing into a Node event, really. It's, it's turning into um, the same sort of thing that you're doing with NodeConf um, in Australia. So we've got a, it's like a camp venue. It's like a campsite thing with dorms. And it's very heavily Node themed, so I think maybe next year it's going to be NodeConf AU. Oh yeah, yeah. Who who is organizing CampJS? Uh, it's Tim Oxley mainly. Okay. Um, but there's a bunch of us that um, pitch in and help out. So it's uh, it, it, it there's there's a lot of conferences in Australia that focus on JavaScript, but most of them are, f- are front end. Mm-hmm. This is like the back end JavaScript thing. Well, it's turning into that anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and then I actually don't think that we mentioned the date. So NodeConf 2014 uh, at Walker Creek Ranch is happening July 4th weekend. Uh, so the 3rd through the 6th, I believe. Um, so check that out at nodeconf.com. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Michael. Looking forward to, to NodeConf. Uh, can't wait. Uh, getting a bunch of folks together pre-NodeConf uh, to hang out and uh, pull in the the distributed teams uh everybody be sure to leave a review for us on itunes it helps uh apple uh rank our relevance uh so even if you don't use the itunes go there leave a review uh troll me for umming whatever you want um Um, <laughs> do, do, you, do you get that on the reviews? Do people say that? Yeah, I think literally one of them is uh, is you know, NodeUp's awesome, but you know that asshole who you know is talking in the umming uh, can't stand it. This like my experience, my life experience has been like there's a there's this five ten percent five probably more like five percent of people that find that umming excruciating. Uh, most people get used to it, you know, after after a little bit and just sort of disappears. But you know, there's there's this you know percentage of people that just find it absolutely excruciating. A percentage so, that a percentage that probably just went up because we mentioned it. Yeah, totally right. I think if you <laughs> don't mention it, no one notices. <laughs> but uh, I, I've had some uh, really fun conversations. Uh, I was uh, here in SF at Zeitgeist, and uh, someone was was telling me about note up and I was like yeah that 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 uh that one show that was horrible uh and this is you know back before it was oh. just all me and that, that one show was absolutely excruciating couldn't stand the guy who was, who was, who was doing it and that, uh. like the first show that I did oh no <laughs> i Whoops. you know i take it in stride do the best i can and uh um it's not about me, but I, I do try to to uh, be conscientious of it and, and, and do better. You know, it's a great show, and it's an honor to be on it. And I think you guys are awesome for doing it regularly. And Daniel, I think I'm so glad you do it. So don't listen to that hate. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've had we've had Michael on, but we haven't really had controversy. We had to mention our promises, but we sort of I feel like we need to have some sort of fight before we end up. Like, can we talk about a topic that? going to get us riled up or is right. he just going to have to write yeah. it off? I mean, DigitalOcean <laughs> really, you know, I wish they could be innovating a little bit uh, when it comes to the, the hosting experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fastest growing infrastructure company in the world. If they weren't, <laughs> like, what else do you want them to do? Well, I, I'd really like XML. I'd write, like XML from the right XML. Is there a SOAP interface, please? Right. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, go to hell. Yeah. I've done spinning disk. Like, give me some spinning disc. What about my? <laughs> you don't like SSD. <laughs> you want happy hard drives. And and why aren't they sponsoring Node Up? <laughs> uh, hey. I just started, man. I just... <laughs> Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything controversial lately that, uh, in terms of code. All the controversy has been horribly serious lately. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's not like semicolons or something. I was really trying to bring it back around to semicolons. Right. <laughs> That's something you know, saying that we can argue about. I mean, I still hate them. Uh, 
semicolons, that is. But you, you know we're probably going to get promises native in, in V8 in the next major version of Node. Uh. Yeah, and like there's like the thing is, is that there are promises now in Node that you can use pretty easily. I mean, there's pretty good ones too. Like I don't, I don't think that adding them to V8 is going to be some kind of huge boon. Um, I think it's actually going to be a much bigger thing when uh, generators stop being yeah. behind the deflag fault or flag because there's actually like it, it's actually hard to use those right now. And mm -hmm. uh, I was just running the numbers actually on like growth in various tooling, and um, there's actually a lot of growth around the generator stuff right now. Mainly because have you looked at Co at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Co doesn't like Co is really smart because it. It allows you to take whatever you're doing with generators inside of your code and wrap it up in the API that other people expect you to throw out from your module. So it's not actually generators as like the thing that you expose to the world and you build the entire ecosystem on. It's sort of saying like this is how you want to write your code, so let's let you write your code that way, and then you export it as you know stream or callback or whatever makes sense, um, and then that's what people will consume in your module. Um, which I, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's taking off. I mean, it seems to be doing pretty well right now. So, so we we can put you down as pro generator. No, awesome. yeah, excellent. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm never going to use them. I just like, I'm just not like offended that other people are using them. Uh. <laughs> wow, <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's progress. You, you get, so are you getting old or something like that? <laughs> I think I might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, well, like I mean, accepting other people. Man. Yeah, it's not actually well, like I don't know it. When I look at people using generators to do the kinds of things that you do with callbacks and streams, I actually, I don't think it's simpler, um, <laughs> and I I don't find it any easier to work with. I actually find it a lot harder. So it's just not going to be a thing that I use. But I mean, like if you write a really good module and you you know ex you export a, a regular ass function, um, I'm, I'll use your module. It's not like CoffeeScript where I'm like not going to use it. Yeah, I, I think, actually, there's an in interesting conversation that I had with Eric Toth over at PayPal around, you know, exploring generators and, and, and you know, they're in the process of, you know, helping um, this existing team of Java developers come over to uh, Node and, and grasp asynchronous um, programming. And one of the, the, the real complexities in introducing something like generators uh, early on is um, it doesn't, allow you to sort of grasp the complexities of asynchronous programming. Uh, mm -hmm. It allows you to sort of pave that under, um, to streamline it, as it were. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> You're really trying to get me going. Um, uh, but, but, yeah. The, the, so, the, you know, the... the um, the, you know, the complexity there of you know, this this thing looks a lot more familiar, but you still kind of need to to grok what is going on with with asynchronous programming. Um, you know that, that that's an interesting challenge and an interesting uh, assessment of, of of where that is. I mean, the hard part about all of this is the conceptual barriers to writing parallel programs that mutate shared state. Like that's hard, and like. I, in my opinion, the quickest way to to make that leap is to make people basically enter into callback hell eventually, right? Like use use small little callbacks, and then when you get into trouble, it's really easy to figure out why. It's very kind of clear why that's happening, and and by breaking things out and and modularizing your code a little bit, you clean that up and you understand that. Now, once you've made that leap, and once you kind of get it conceptually, whatever like. API or syntax that you want to use to help you manage that problem better. Like that's just it's it's very personal. Like it's yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> um, and like for me, I find like callbacks to be the easiest way to deal with that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I'm speaking about this kind of stuff at um, at Web Directions coming up soon. Um, and one of my main um, themes is going to be that um, we've got to asynchronous. And invented programming through a journey of being, you know, doing serial programming. Like we've done, computing started off as doing batch jobs. You know, we we write wrote pre-programmed sequentially, one thing after the other. We're in this world now where asynchronous makes sense because we've got user interfaces, because we're dealing with I/O as a separate concern. Um, and the more most of these abstractions, the generators, promises, and a lot of the others, are all about trying to take back um, serial programming from asynchronous um, so pretend that it's not asynchronous 
so that you can write in a flow that's right. yeah so it's you write in the flow that step one two three four you know it's sequential because we're used to dealing with it that way and we want to and especially people who don't do javascript on the front end and the back end it's it can be very painful for them to do javascript while they're doing you know a, a sequential language on the back end um but my one of my arguments is that you just need to embrace the fact that asynchronous programming makes sense for so many things. And if you are trying to hide it, then maybe you know you need to reconsider your attitude towards asynchronous programming. Um, so look, I'm not anti-promises or anti-generators. I just think that people are going out of their way to pretend that they are programming in a style that they are not actually programming in. So, so here at, at Netflix, I've been learning um, RxJS, which is um, observable collection streams um, for client-side code. So you take events and you wrap them in observables, and then you, you use map, filter, reduce, and so on to go through all your um, to go through your chain until you get your final uh, result, right? And your final execution space. So you're you're doing completely asynchronous, but using um, observable streams instead. Are you guys familiar with that pattern? Yeah, yeah I've actually liked it quite a bit. I, yeah. I looked at it especially like uh, Matt Pavlosaki put in a lot of time on that right. Right? so uh, when it came out I, I looked into it quite a bit and, and, and it's definitely one of those things that's making me think differently about promises because it's um, solves the same kind of problem but doesn't uh, but does it a different way and the only thing is that the stack gets really <laughs> when you try to debug it it's, um, it hurts your brain a bit I bet yeah, sometimes like sometimes when you create a stack to encourage like observability, you you also now have this giant stack that is part of your observation that you have to make. I think we already said all the very last things. So. Wait, that, that was, yeah, I have one last goodbye. Yeah. Follow Nutup on the Twitter. <laughs> Nutup. Awesome. Twitter. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Right. <laughs>